Welcome to the Milt Talk Legacy Builders Podcast, a place where Milts can connect to one another to inspire, motivate, and collaborate to continue to build a strong and well-connected alumni association. I believe that Milton Hershey School rebranding is actually just getting started, and I want to be part of that journey. I think the best way to commemorate Milton and Catherine Hershey is to continue our own legacy that impacts the world as Milton Hershey so impacted us. I believe the level of extraordinary that each and every milk carries within them is deeply underestimated, and this podcast will help in the journey to show off what milts are really made of. I'm excited to get to know more milts, more insight to their upbringing, and what they're doing now to build their legacy and bring value to others, and what being a milt really means to them. Today, I'm talking to Laura Whitmire, class of 2001, founder of Treat Yourself Soap and Candle LLC. Laura is a joy and relaxation strategist who specializes in creating self-care products and services for women to achieve daily peace, which helps them be their very best. While pursuing her entrepreneurial endeavors, Laura has always been a teacher at heart for all ages. So welcome to the Milk Talk Legacy Builders podcast, Laura, and I'm so happy to have you as my guest. Hello, and thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Yay. So let's start with, when did you first go to Milton Hershey? What what year did you enroll? I enrolled in 1993, and I was a fifth grader that year. And fifth grade was still part of the middle school at that time. Oh, wow. Wow. Fifth grade was still part of middle school. One of the last years that it was there. Wow. And how old were you in fifth grade? I was 10. So you were 10. Okay. I got, I got there when I was 10 too in 96. It's a good wow. time. Though. It is. It's a good time. Like right there in our, in our still early years, <laughs> not yet teenage years, almost the tween. <laughs> almost. Yeah. So when you graduated, um, what, what college did you go to? I stayed close. I went to Lebanon Valley college right in Anvil. So about a 20 minutes away from the, the school. Got it. What'd you study there? I studied. Well, it is a sordid tale. <laughs> I started off biology and pre, pre-vet medicine. And within the first three weeks, I switched to education and teaching. How funny. What made you do the switch? I didn't like biology. It and is a tough one. It's way different in college than it was previous to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember taking it in, in high school in MHS, and it seemed pretty fun, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for sure, in college, I can only imagine the workload. Well, and they, my, my school had said we made it the hardest to weed yeah. people out who doesn't need to be in the major. Yeah, and wow. I qualified for that. Early, three weeks <laughs> in. <laughs> I still had to continue to take biology the rest of the semester. Yeah. But I, I knew that was not the path I was on. Wow. So education was your, was your next thing. And then, and then what happened? Did you fall in love with education? Yes. Yes. And no, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was one of those decisions of what do I do? I like kids and I'm creative. What can I do with that? Yeah. And I think just being a person who loves to learn and is always trying to pick up new information and pass that information along to whoever needs it that yeah. kind of lend itself to being in education. But I don't know that education for me is ever going to be just teaching kids in a classroom. Right, right. Which I saw I saw in your bio that you are getting into doing classes and consulting for your business. 
the treat yourself soap and candles. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about that because that was so very interesting, the classes and the courses that you wanted to start doing. Sure. So I started actually during, during the beginning of quarantine. I didn't realize it, but for the past two years, I had been you know, watching items on YouTube for my own joy and relaxation of other people create soap and candle products. And I was like, you know, I can, I think I can do this. I think I know enough to like get started. And I fell in love with it. Like as wow. soon as I started and those around me were like, Ooh, I, want, I want some of that. Like, how do I, how do I get some? And I was like, Oh, I accidentally created a business. I, <laughs> I like this. I want to learn more. Yeah. And it, it kind of took off from there and just my own love of learning things and wanting to share that with others yeah. developed into Treat Yourself Soap and Candle Company, which I then, you know, became a LLC. And the side part of that, those soap and candle products is laurawitmeyer.com which is more the, the professional side where you don't necessarily get the product, but you can do, uh, I offer classes on how to make any of my products. You can team up with four or five friends. I'll send you products. We can do in-person classes when it's no longer <laughs> not advisable. <laughs> or I can do Zoom classes. I've done Zoom classes with body butters and like wax melting tarts. And I also am going to be offering a side of info products and cooking. Wow. So we're going to be expanding. That is awesome. I love that you accidentally created a business. How <laughs> cool is that? That that's honestly some of the best ways because it, it speaks to your passion about, mm -hmm. it. you know, your creativity and love for it just kind of guided you like, Hey, why not? You know, that's really cool. Yeah. So you said you started that two years ago? I started the actual business a year ago now, but the learning part of it, I, I didn't realize I was learning when I was actually learning. And when I took a moment to step back and reflect, I was like, oh yeah, I, I did that. <laughs> Yeah, I do know a lot. I do have some some strategy there. Yeah, how funny. You know, you do. I've always what I do remember from my terrible memory is that you were always a smart person. I do remember that that you were you were just always you you came off smart. You spoke very smart. Your vocabulary was very smart. And I think I just remember you just being a good overall high GPA student. Even well, though thank we you for the that. Same classes, I, I so think I just have uh, that kind of positive outlook and the, I'm going to try to show you, I know what it is, even yeah. if I don't, and kind of present that, uh, that air of confidence and yes. to, you know, make it till I make it type thing. That's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. And you know, your, your love for education comes off in a lot of your videos, which is so oh, cool. Good. By the way, your videos, most of them make me hungry because I want to eat the stuff you make, it looks so delicious. I'm like, if this was edible, I would absolutely eat it. Um, but yeah, you could tell, you could tell you love what you do and you, and you love kind of showing it off to people in your videos. Cause I, each and every video I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, oh, oh. But I never, what's funny is I never would have thought, oh, I can, I can learn how to do this or, you know, through a zoom or something like that. I would, for me in my head, I would just say, oh, let me, let me buy one of her products, but it's so cool. And it speaks to how quickly you learn and how quickly you grow. 
that you would then create from just selling the products, creating them yourself and selling them, that you would then create a whole nother service on top where you will teach other people to do them. And how fun is that? Like who doesn't want to make fun, delicious looking soap? <laughs> yeah. well, and and I guess this is a sneak peek. Uh, the, the new space is going to be called the maker space. So it can kind of combine making all of the things. So oh, both cool. um, as a, as a multi-passionate person, I, I can't just limit it to one. So it's just yeah. going to be an entire maker space. Oh, that's so cool. And such a good timing, especially with being able to do zooms and making it fun, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a group activity where we could just be on the computer together and, and doing it. Um, it's, it's a perfect timing that, you know, the pandemic would happen now and everyone is kind of doing these virtual events, which is so cool to, to watch and, and listen to all these different people, you know, pivoting in their business to, to be able to get online and still be social in that way. Well, and I think offering a way that you can still have a new experience within yeah. the safety of your home and your own pod of people that yeah. that you feel most comfortable being around that yeah. that's just one of the best ways yeah and on and self-care i think in this whole era right now that we're in like this this generation is learning how important self-care really truly is even if it's lighting a candle right there next to you just the glow and the smell of a candle itself can relax you and part of what i do is create these artisan soaps and the candles but with the artisan soaps it started with me treating myself to another maker's product and just for hand washing i wasn't like a body like soap bar person and i was like i i just want something fun and fruity and frivolous seeming for yeah. me. Yeah. So to make that mundane task of washing my hands the 8,000 times a day we have to do it. Yes. Make that, you know, make it a fun choice. Hey, do I want a lemon? Do I want grapefruit extravaganza? What do I want to oh, just, yeah. you know, make that mundane task a little bit more fun for myself. And so that just snowballed into let's, let me do this and be able to give this experience to other people too. That's so awesome. So do you think you ever thought you would have been an entrepreneur? Like, did you ever want to be an entrepreneur or, or was it truly just like an accident? You had never even thought about it before and it, and it just kind of, you just rolled right into it. <laughs> I, I think the, the notion was there before, uh, Initially, when I had gone through and finished college, my goal was to create my own daycare. Uh, so the kind of the business aspiration and being the owner was there. And it has grown into, I think the ultimate goal right now would be having a coffee shop cafe slash like classroom space in, in, oh, wow. in public for that. So that would, that's kind of my my end goal, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want coffee and self-care? I mean, coffee, candles, combination. Have, have, have a nice space while you're at it. Yeah. Take something home to remind you of that awesome day that you had. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. You let me know as soon as you open that so I can be there. I will. Oh my goodness. Definitely will. So Give me the overall mission, concept, and the vision for your current business. 
So my current business, it is having people take a moment to just focus on themselves because we can't be all the things that we are to other people. We can't be giving them our best self if we're not taking care of that art, taking care of it steadily all the time. And it doesn't have to be, oh, it's self-care Sunday. It, it can be little things every day that just add up to an overall feeling of well-being yeah. and then making time for yourself. So kind of, kind of putting self not first, but definitely not last. Because yeah. I think, especially as women, because most of my business caters to women, mm-hmm. we, we tend to put everybody before ourselves. And if you're a mother, a business owner, all of those things, yes. we we don't prioritize always. Absolutely. We are like number 700,091 <laughs> of all the things. I mean, the dog definitely gets it before us, you know, whatever <laughs> self-care is needed, the dog will get it first. The cat, the kids, the husband, the friends, the mom, the sisters, yeah. The trash can, you know, <laughs> all the uh, until, <laughs> until we're depleted. Yeah. So, realizing that, you know, unless we are in the optimal mental health space, because we're taking care of what needs to be taken care of for ourselves, we can't, we're not doing the best that we can. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, what type of self-care and self-development do you do for yourself and how often? (laughs) Um, I, I have trouble starting new habits. So my current habit as a avid flip-flop wearer <laughs> is a nightly foot treatment for myself. <laughs> Very nice. And it's one of those things that, you know, oh, I'm just tired. I want to go to bed. But creating that steady, I'm going to do it every night until it becomes automatic. That is my new goal. Yeah. And honestly, my I have a I have a thick creamy lotion for that in my lineup. <laughs> and and that's what I'm using. And it's once again, I'm using the what didn't fit for product for everybody else myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a vanilla buttercream. Like it's really Ooh. awesome. So I do that. I also on weekends, um, as we balance all the children in our home, I, I have that kind of Saturday hour to myself yeah. where I just, you know, relax, do what I need to do take that long, luxurious shower. Yeah. Listen to some music or a podcast. Yeah. Just take that time for myself. Maybe even drive to Starbucks and (laughs) I'm alone in the car for it. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I prioritize myself on a weekly basis. Yeah. But I also try to sneak in some, some learning and business education whenever I can. Which is also so good. Um, because a lot of times we get so busy, you know, doing the day-to-day, you know, making sure everything is done. Um, and then we get so tired. And then we, we, we realize that we haven't done anything to like grow ourselves or learn, you know, something new or advance ourselves in some way because we're just so busy doing the day-to-day and making sure that the normal tasks need to get, need to get right. done. Um, but the podcast, you said, you know, listening to a podcast, that is, you know, I don't know what, what type of podcast do you listen to? 
I have a variety of them. Um, there's a couple local ones. Of course, I listen to the Milk Talk podcast, but <laughs> there's Coffee Beans and Booze, who are some of my my local friends over in Palmyra that talk about their small town community and life. Um, yeah. Of course, the Nicole Walters podcast. <laughs> She's awesome and amazing. Yes, yeah. Um, I have some of my some of my other business associates. They have some podcasts as well. Uh, I just want to talk is one of them. That's great. Uh, my friend Lakendra does that one. Nice. And also audiobooks. Yeah. So Audible is awesome. The library even has free audiobooks that I can wait and check out. Oh. And it's just nice to to pop in my my earbuds and yeah cook dinner while still like listening to the kids from the other ear, but know that I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking like the best of them. Yes. Oh yes. Don't we know multitasking? Oh my goodness. That should be its own like certification. Yes, absolutely. Because it's not easy. It is absolutely not easy. And we can honestly, we've been blessed, I think as women and moms to be able to do it with our eyes closed, but it is absolutely not easy whatsoever and (laughs) for sure a huge a huge great characteristic for any entrepreneur is to be able to multitask Mm -hmm. and a teacher oh goodness (laughs) and a teacher especially teaching kids yes you have to be all the all the things at once yes so what do you think has been your challenge your biggest challenge so far my biggest challenge so far is um, finding finding a way to meld all the passions together in a way that makes sense and is cohesive and leaves all the all the area and room to grow as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about the balance of things. Um, and, and a lot of times, I think the easiest way to go about it is to realize that there's really no such thing as balance. It's just about, you know, prioritizing and, and like you said, letting everything kind of mesh and mend together. Because um, if you want to go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. one of the strategies I've heard is as a person, we're juggling all of these balls and some of them are rubber and some of them are glass. And you're going to drop some of the balls. It, it, it's, you can't hold them all. Yeah. But we're making sure that the ones we're dropping are not the glass ones. Yeah. They're the ones that if it goes by the wayside, it's not going to, you know, break our child's heart yeah. or yeah. it's not going to cause big stress in business. So it's just kind of being strategic about which one, which one to let go at the moment. of. Yeah. I love that. That's a, such a great way to look at it too, because a lot of times we stress ourselves over, oh my God, I didn't get this done or oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. But when you really think about it, maybe that was the rubber one that was okay to kind of, you know, bounce out and it didn't break, you know? So that's, I think I'm going to, I'm going to reuse that, Laura, if that's okay. I'm totally going to re- reuse that. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard it from a couple people myself. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's what makes the most sense to me and gives me that peace of mind that, we're not perfect as much as we try to be or want to be we're not and it's just finding the priority in the moment of what what deserves the most focus yes absolutely how do you think um going back to the pandemic 
and I know you said you started the business a year ago, which was like right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think the pandemic has impacted your business and also you as an entrepreneur? I think it has stretched me in digital ways of website creation and learning how to code. And it's kind of thrown a lot of things at once. Yeah. And where most businesses had to pivot, yeah. I was pivoting while putting new stuff in the lineup. Yeah. And I think one of the one of the most important lessons I've learned as an entrepreneur is it's never going to be done. It's, it's what is the next step to accomplish on the road to the next goal, if yes. you will. Yes. <laughs> the next goal. Um, I have a list next to me of, um, it, it's on post-it notes. It's not even official vision board. It, it, it's a list of post-it notes stuck together of when I grow, what are the next things I want? Yeah. And it kind of sticks there in my, even in my teaching space during the day. So it's always yeah. something that it's in the back of my mind and never far away. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. And it's true. You know, once we reach one goal, we're already setting a new one. So it's a constant work in progress always is what I always like to say that you'll always reach results, but then of course you want to continue growing as we should, you're always setting new goals. So it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah. I like that. Um, yes, my baby. Okay, baby, go ahead. I'll be right up. (laughs) And well, there we go. Multitasking at its best. <laughs> so- well, and I think that was one of the things too, that really drove my want to create that legacy for not only myself, but for my family too. Um, having our youngest son two and a half years ago, yeah. it, that was not a change in life that I think I could have anticipated yeah. and driving the hour I was away every day to work and yeah. having to come back and losing those hours as part of his life. Yes. When things are seeming to change at a very fast pace every day. Yeah. That was one of the catalysts to I I need to make a change for for my family. Yes. And that realization when I was out for my maternity leave of the 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 school their business is going to go on without me. Yes. So I need to prioritize what's important for me and my family and do, do what's best for that and build what is best for that. Yes. Yes. I felt that in my heart. I absolutely felt that. It, and, you know, that is probably my number one favorite thing about entrepreneurship is the, is the time and flexibility that I have to be able to raise my daughter 100%, 24-7, take her to every doctor appointment she's ever had, you know, d- pretty much it's set my own schedule no matter what. And that doesn't, you know, go without saying that I still work 24 seven because it's again, our own business. Um, but that flexibility, especially with motherhood is just so, it, it really is priceless. And, and it's a that, blessing, huge, it, huge blessing. Such a blessing. And with that being said, uh, that actually speaks to one of my questions. How do you think uh, being a business owner has affected your home life and family life as opposed to being an employee? I think it gives it, it gives it more purpose and more meaning. Yeah. Um, 
my husband is also uh, he is in the caregiving field. Uh, he he cares for adults with special needs, and he is a musician and songwriter uh, in his in his free time. Yeah. So we both have that creative passion for our own endeavors, and we've realized that moving away from working for other people and working towards our own goals and missions is where we want to be as a family yes. and as a couple. So the, the entrepreneurship and kind of figuring that out together is, has, has been the best. That is awesome. Yes. I love that. Yeah. My husband and I, he, um, when we met, I was already a uh, business owner. My brother and I were in business together. Um, we, we owned a distributorship company. Um, so when I met Chris, uh, he was working in restaurants. He was a restaurant manager and he had, you know, that was his whole career path. He had studied culinary art and restaurant management. So he knew that's what he wanted to do at that time. Um, and then a few years into, um, you know, us getting married and everything, I was still a business owner and, uh, Chris started to see the value in, you know, becoming an entrepreneur also, um, and also the, how much he wasn't being valued, you know, as a restaurant manager and climbing up that, that ladder, you know? Um, so he then got into entrepreneurship with me and then we switched gears and, and got into a whole different industry. But now that we've been in entrepreneurship together, you know, I mean, we're going on seven years together in entrepreneurship. And then I had seven years with my brother. So I, I actually was in, uh, I was an entrepreneur since 08. Yeah. And then Chris joined me in 2014. So, and since then, once we got a taste of it, it's just almost impossible to let it go. Well, and listening to you talk reminds me that we can either choose to build somebody else's dream or put that work into building our own. Instead. Exactly. Exactly. I, I always tell people the same thing. You know, it's great to have a, a wonderful career and I never, you know, put that down at all. But in the end, you're still, you know, working towards building someone else's overall legacy. Um, Whereas it's not something you can't really pass down a, a career or a job to, you know, your children, whereas you can pass down a business uh, to them if you wanted to. Right. And it gives them options that they wouldn't maybe have otherwise. Yes. Do you think um, you have a big family? Do you think uh, your husband and yourself would, do you guys encourage, you think more entrepreneurial approach with them or do you encourage the going to college and um you know looking for a job what we're encouraging now is just growth growth mindset overall yeah. like how can you learn best and be your best self yeah and get the most out of each experience yeah. so we don't push college. Uh, if you can make a successful career as a YouTuber, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But also you're never going to stop learning. You're never going to stop growing. And I think one of the huge moments for us happened, was it last summer when one of the girl goes, Oh, that's just my imposter syndrome talking. And I was like, she's oh, listening. Wow. She's learning yes. like just from how we're talking with each yes. other. Yeah. And 
she was i think she was making what was she making um oh i can't even think about it it's she was making a character in one of her little online worlds that she watches the video like and she wanted to create one for herself and she's like i don't think it's as good it, it's not like anybody else's that i watch and she's like oh that's just my imposter syndrome talking I said, yes Oh, like it's funny. sinking in it's it's, yes, <laughs> it's getting yes. in there yes more than we ever know sometimes my daughter will say something and i'm like wow how did you you actually she <laughs> her memory is like phenomenal even at almost four years old she'll remember something when she was like two and a half so clearly the other day um my friend trishonda came over another milk and um she I had love watching you cook together. Oh, I love this job that we and I'm I'm getting ready to post videos that we just made. We made ahi steaks and scallops. Oh my god, and gazpacho. Oh my gosh. So wait, a <laughs> sounds delightful. It, it was absolutely <laughs> delightful. It was amazing. She, I've never really seen a cook as good as her, and how well she knows every you could just tell it just it comes out of her pores it's amazing even if something came like if if we were doing something and it wasn't coming out so right she'll just do a little taste and then she'll know oh it, it this 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 and she'll potion it up and then boom it's amazing again and i'm like well, how did you do that so she actually teaches me a lot i love to cook and i i you know grew up cooking but I'm more than happy to be her sous chef. <laughs> I always tell her that you could come into my kitchen and chef it up anytime you want. And I'll just, I'll just clean up around you <laughs> and be your taste tester. Um, I've been doing HelloFresh. And although as somebody who likes to make up my own recipes and throw my own stuff together, it's been one of those finding, <laughs> not dropping any of the, I'm not dropping any of the balls, but I was, <laughs> I love grocery shopping, but it doesn't, it's not something I have the time for right now. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't want to be ordering out all the time. Yeah. That was the, our variety and our options were not the best. So HelloFresh has been great for us. It's, you know, we, we get to select whatever meals we want for the week. Yeah. And as somebody who does have cooking and a cooking background, I can add and take away that's yeah. the husband of the store for two zucchinis on his way home because I know what they're sending is not our personal preference right and I can I can jazz it up with spices as I need to now you know I, I've heard a lot about HelloFresh and we were also considering uh going with HelloFresh too but then um Chris had just started this new journey of like juicing for 30 oh, okay yeah so he is on that journey now in the midst of that juicing journey um <laughs> but yeah i've i've always teetered back and forth should i do hello fresh and i do hello fresh but i think i'm gonna try it out i think i'm gonna see how we like it for like a month and um, and you can do like two servings four servings okay. you can since you know what it is ahead of time you can supplement with it plan your plan your week out yeah. um i have started freezing my meats as soon as they come in okay so that if i don't quite get to that meal within the right time span that hasn't gone to waste because yeah. even in my business and personal life one of my key things has been let's not create more waste right. like use what we need be resourceful if we can yes and it just kind of translates to everything i do yes i love that i i always said you know i like 
I like resourcefulness. It's so funny. I probably say that like once a week, actually. And it's so funny. You <laughs> say that. Yeah. I love resourcefulness. I want to own a ranch one day just so I can live off of the land as much as I can and be resourceful, not wasteful. We waste so much these days. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the waste in so many different areas where it's food, you know, nature, um, you know, things, products that we have around the house. I mean, just material, so wasteful. And I love, you know, now that we live in Lancaster, I see a lot of, you know, the Mennonites and, and the Amish people all around. And I, I really value how resourceful they really are. I mean, there's so much, they're self-sustaining within their own community. It's amazing. 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 So much to be learned from them. Um, I find myself constantly like, if I could just live there for three months, you know, and pick up no. everything that they do. <laughs> Back before I was married and had children, I kind of just hoped a nice Amish family would adopt me <laughs> and <laughs> I would contribute with workload and family and they can just feed me. Yeah, would be great. Just teach me. I can show them know. spices and paper, <laughs> yeah. and we can get all the natural stuff. Yes, yes, I love that. That is so funny. So, uh, another question for you: What are two pieces of advice you'd give to someone starting their entrepreneurial journey? I would say find a coach or mentor, somebody who has been through it. And can kind of point out a couple things that not to do <laughs> as far as make sure you're staying legal with all of your activities. Make sure you are not starting out in a deficit, if you will, um, financially. Yes. And the other part I would have is don't, don't limit yourself to what you're able to do. Yeah. Just dream all the dreams and then figure out how it's possible to make them happen. Oh, that's awesome. Such good advice. Love that. Wow. I'm taking notes here as you're saying it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. H how do you think your upbringing at MHS impacted you as a working adult and now wife and mom? I think my story of going to Milton Hershey is a little different than some of my, my peers. Yeah. I chose to go. It was, I wasn't, I was, I still am. I'm an only child and we lived in rural Southern New York and I went to school and I was home with my mom and my grandma. So my socialization was not very, very big or very wide. Yeah. And I wanted those opportunities. I wanted to get out of our town. I wanted to see more of the world. And I knew that what I saw in videos and what I saw in our, my first kind of tour of the campus, I was like, I, I see myself there. I see myself growing. Yeah. So it was, wow. I, I was very lucky that I could do that at 10. Yes. And be able to kind of think about, yes, I miss my family. Yes. I miss being at that how place I called home, yeah. but I knew that it was for the best and it was going to, to stretch me. Yeah. you will, and give me opportunities I wouldn't have. Wow. So I would say knowing that mindset going in of I can do the hard things, it's going to make me better. Yeah. I'm going to get past whatever difficult moment there is. 
yeah. has been hugely helpful in entrepreneurship. Yes. And that mindset of the resources are there. I just need to reach out and find them yeah. and figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Making it work is all, <laughs> is all we do every day. Is That's it. Yeah. Because if you don't make it work, then you just find an excuse not to. There's always a way. Always. And always. it's phenomenal that you, that you knew that, that you were that um, aware um, of your growth at 10 years old. That is awesome. Not a lot of 10 year olds would be able to think to themselves, oh, this would be a good opportunity for me in any way, you know, unless it was like something fun, you know, but to the level of, you know, your awareness and your, you know, hunger for growth uh, in so many ways at that age is, that's phenomenal, you know, do you think you got, do you think you got that, that from your mom or your grandma? I think I definitely got it from my family, like that strong base of being allowed to be confident in who I was and the things that I wanted to do and always that support behind whatever you want to do, we're behind you. Wow. So I think that that fostered that confidence. And I think back to, you know, even in my later teen years, if we were home on summer break, I didn't really have a curfew. Yeah. It was just be safe, be smart. Let me know when you get home. Yeah. And it was knowing I had that trust yeah. that I was going to make those best choices. Yeah. Uh, was, was, was huge. Yeah. And as a parent now that I, I just admire my mom for allowing me yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. go and pursue that and essentially giving, giving that time that she could have had with me yes. to allow me that growth and yeah. those opportunities. Absolutely. That is so awesome. Wow. That's great. And I, I love that you, you know, as a teenager, you know, you were given that trust to be able to make your decisions, know right from wrong and, you know, have that space, you know, to be able to do that. And I, I always have said that with, you know, with my daughter, Zamina, I, when she becomes a teenager and, you know, they will say teenagers are this and blah, blah, blah. But I've always said, you know, I don't want to look at it like, oh, those are going to be our worst years. I want to more like look at it like those are the years she's finding herself and she's exploring. And that's when I, I feel we need to give them the trust the most. Um, because I do feel when, like you said, when you feel that you are trusted, you want to make the best decisions. Oh, totally. And you want to not disappoint other people. But I do think that there's a fine line between being true to yourself and what feels right to you and knowing that it might not always please other people. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that speaks to, you know, learning that we're not people pleasers you know, we're here to be happy for ourselves and please our own selves. Um, and also that helps set boundaries too. Um, so people aren't taking advantage of you. You're not constantly feeling like you have to, you know, step out of your own self to, you know, please someone else. That's, it's so important. And I think a lot of that comes down to our sense of self-worth, um, 
to know that we don't have to, you know, constantly worry about pleasing everyone else if it doesn't please us first. And I think a lot of what I see raising, I, I say that I'm raising an accidentally Montessori child yeah. <laughs> because I, I think we let him have, even at two and a half, he, he stays within the same home space a lot of the time, given the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And so he climbs up on the chair to look out the window or he carries his little stool with him everywhere that he wants to go and explore. <laughs> and so we've just tried to make the most safe environment for him to explore. And he does, he feels free to just explore his space in any way that he wants. And I see it come across in his play. And I hope that as he grows, it just, it, it keeps building on that, yeah. that, that I'm confident in, I'm going to be taken care of yeah, and what's going to happen. And I can just grow and be curious and discover all the things around me. Yes. Yes. Cause that's what it really is all about <laughs> is just fearlessness and confidence to be able to go, just go limit limit not limiting yourself like you said earlier with with entrepreneurship not limiting yourself in general in life a lot of times we limit ourselves with our fears you know not believing in ourselves or believing in something we want to pursue um, but all that just speaks to a limiting mindset so it's awesome that you're teaching him that so young to to not limit himself and be confident again you learned that for, from your mom so you're just passing it down which is part of that legacy we're wanting to build. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So what advice uh, do you think you would give your younger self? Oh, my younger self. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have given myself the advice of, you probably don't have to go to college right away. That That's what, what I, advice I would have given myself. Um, I, I think I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to save up and, and, and travel Europe for some time. Yeah. And I think I would have liked to continue doing that yeah. to, you know, save up for the next thing, get those experiences and kind of grow and broaden my, my thoughts and my passions. And I might've come to this entrepreneurial state sooner. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and I think a lot of that speaks to how we were all kind of conditioned and programmed to, you know, go to college, get a job, go to college, get a job. So college was just so, so, so important and not going to college was like not so good, you know, um, but I'm hoping that it'll be a little bit different now, especially with, you know, colleges changing um, and the world changing. Um, I do see in these younger generations that they are a lot more expressive and creative um, and they're more resourceful as far as technology. Um, so I see a lot more younger and younger and younger entrepreneurs, which is so mm -hmm. cool. Um, really awesome. Yeah, I love that. I just, I do. I love that. And I hope it continues, you know, on that path because then you just get so much more interesting things in the world you know all these people with interesting products services businesses uh all that stuff kind of excites me uh, for me one of the best things that like i can do for for my children um immediately would be to kind of foster any type of 
creative and it doesn't have to be creating something, but the creative thought train that says, okay, I, I want this, or I, I, there's something that doesn't suit this purpose for me. I, I, I'd like to figure out how to make that happen. Um, it, it, that's definitely a priority that I would like in (laughs) self-expression. Our, our 13 year old currently likes to draw dark black stars <laughs> on her face. How funny. And that's not, that's not my upbringing, yeah. but she's confident with it. She's comfortable with it. And that's how she's choosing to express herself right now. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Yeah. And it's, it's helping the others in our lives around us <laughs> be okay that she's just expressing who she is. Yes. That, and that's all we all should be doing. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, 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 you know, you guys are able to see that. And, you know, if it's not hurting her or someone else, then it, it's, there's, should be nothing wrong with it. A lot of times I think, you know, not allowing kids to express themselves. It, 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 it that's what I think also starts to create a limiting mindset or, oh, I can't be myself. Like you have to fit into this mold that I've predetermined for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we, when we kind of take those parameters off and allow them to kind of explore different avenues, do I think she's going to be doing this trend forever? Probably not. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, if, if it's made this last year easier or better for her to handle, go for it. Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. We're all doing the best we can these days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's right. I know that's right. So second to last question, um, what's your overall vision for your legacy and your future generations? I would say I would like to build something successful enough that my children have the choice whether they want to participate in it or they want to just take from it what they want. Yeah. But I would like to give them that option. Awesome. Yeah. Because they may want to participate. They may want to start something all brand new on their own. Yeah. And then we can join forces. Great. I love that. Let's let's put it under the family umbrella, the Whitmire umbrella. That's right. That's great. And then last question, what does being a MILT mean to you? It means having a bond with several thousand other people. <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's, it's an unspoken shared knowing. Um, it, it, it's a love that you, that you can't find in quite that way anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so funny because it's so much of what almost everyone says. It's the bond, it's the family, it's, it's, it's like no other. And all of it is so true. I mean, even when milts have never even met and as soon as they know that each other are milts, it's like an instant connection. It's that, and, I, and I've tried to put it into words before, but it's like knowing that deep part of someone's self without speaking it. Yeah. And just having that understanding that they're like you and you're like them, regardless of what experiences you've had, you have that connection. Yes, absolutely. I love that. 
So before we go, I'd love for you to, again, give a quick shout out of your company, um, whatever you have going on, what you want people to know, any social media handles, anything you want people to know. I'm going to put it in the description also, but go ahead and, and call it out. I try to be consistent across the board. Uh, my, my website, laurawitmeyer.com is also my personal um, Facebook and Instagram, Laura Whitmire. And my brand for products and those services is Treat Yourself Soap and Candle Co. and TreatYourselfSCC.com. And all of those, if you go to the Instagrams, they're there, they're linked to each other. Easy to find. If you find one of me, you find all of me. <laughs> Perfect. And as it should be. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I loved this interview. I learned so much from you and I can't wait to continue to watch your videos. And I'm definitely going to go on there and choose. I think I'm going to go with that um, vanilla butter foot cream that you mentioned earlier and you know something for my hands because i am constantly landscaping cleaning gardening all of that and i neglect my poor little hands it's great for nighttime wear just to put on and sleep do you put gloves i don't and i can't sleep with socks on that's my own thing yeah my husband says the same thing no no foot prisons for me yeah <laughs> foot prisons that's great but it, that's it's great. nice to have at night and have that in that formula and anybody who's local I do um I am in the Lancaster area I offer local pickup so if you want to oh, awesome. if you want to have a milk connection um all of my yeah. all of the local pickup information's at checkout on my website oh that's so awesome very cool and you and I I'd love to get together with you and have some you're just down the road do some cooking <laughs> yes you're right down the road so we definitely have to plan that so for sure, thanks, for sure. Yeah. Thanks again. And um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for having bye -bye. me. Absolutely.